thank you for your presence today. Soul searching can be an unenviable task, particularly if we are unwilling to stand before God and see ourselves as He sees us. Are we truly living for Christ? Are we bearing witness of true salvation? Or are we just going through the motions without fruit that bears true conversion? Are we dealing with our spiritual deficiencies? Are we confessing and repenting of our sins and depending on God to strengthen us? Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts wisdom to us today. The TV will kind of get fun and then you get an antenna and it act up and you put a little foil on it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You got you move it around and you play with it trying to get a decent reception. Your neighbor don't have a TV. Then they come over and watch it. What, what good old days. What, what, what good old day? And you know, about midnight, you know what, what happened back then? Y'all listening to me. Oh yeah. About midnight, they signed off. And, and then they signed off with the Lord's prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven. They go off with the Lord's prayer. But if the television went off at midnight with the Lord's prayer, We'd have a revolt in America. Can you believe that? Now you got 500 channels you paying for. You can't even see it all. And then you come to God's house and you grumble because he's asking you to give him the first portion. And you paying all this money for stations you can't even see. You don't even know what you have. You know, you're addicted to news. You're addicted to social media. You're addicted to money. You just got to have more. That's why folks can't get to church. More, more, money. Can't can't have enough. I got to have more, more, more. And you know what? Some of you, oh God, some of you are addicted to destructive relationships. There are relationships in your life that's killing you. Some of you ladies, perhaps, even some men, you, you feel trapped because you, you can't afford to leave that relationship because of they bring the money home. And you, you, you're scared to trust God and step out by faith. So you let them keep verbal abusing you. And you, kept, you keep letting them just beat you down. And they, they keep hurting you and paining you and scheming against you. And create new evils against you. And you sit there and you take it and take it because you've allowed yourself to be in bondage and in trap. And God says, I'll get you out, but you got to trust me. You got to get out, go to a safe place. You'd be better off in a shelter and starting all over. Sometimes you got to start over. Sometimes I'd rather start over with nothing and have a little corner with a little mat. That's right. And a peace of mind. And peace of mind. Then have a bigger house and say, I don't want to give up this car. I don't want to give up this house. I like my stuff. And yet you are losing your mind in that relationship. I will submit to you today how much is enough. They just beating you down, 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 down emotionally. They don't love you. They just use you. 
And you have given them permission over and over and over again. Jesus came to liberate you. Jesus came to set your captive souls free. There's more to life than the way you were living. And God wants you to start over so that he can show you what he can do instead of that low-down person that's been killing you in that destructive relationship. Romans chapter 6, verses 17 and 18 says, but God be thanked that through you, but though you were slaves to sin, all of us were slaves to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, that form of teaching to which you were delivered. I'm here today because I'm a delivered preacher man. You're here today because you're delivered. All of us been delivered from all kinds of sins. You don't have to announce them, but you're here today not because you've been saved all your life. You've been ensnared and tangled, but God has redeemed you. He's, re- he's delivered you. He has emancipated you. He has set you free. How many of you know you're delivered? How many of you know you've been liberated? you know you've been emancipated how many of you thank God you're free thank God you're free verse 18 says and having been set free from sin you became slaves of righteousness only when you become so desperate that you can no longer tolerate being held captive by besetting sins Will you cry to God for deliverance and freedom from addictions? A couple of more and I'll just leave you alone because you can't take too much more. Number five. Is your family full of tension, strife, and division? Or is there unity, tranquility, and peace? I reiterate. Is your family full of tension, strife, and division? Or is there unity, tranquility, and peace? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 says, For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another. It's nothing like a jealous man or a jealous husband or a jealous wife. Because they quarrel with each other. Jealousy make you fight each other. It makes you quarrel. Uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't that prove you are controlled by your own sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? God, in other words, God said, I expect more of you than that. You're children of the king. Ephesians 4, 3 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Listen. There can be hell in the workplace, hell in politics, hell on the streets, but your home ought to be a place of peace. Your home ought to be a place of refuge. That's right. You can come home and breathe again. 
You cannot be a peacemaker or cultivate a peaceful environment in your home unless you have the peace of God through Jesus Christ living in your own heart, who is the prince of priests. Romans 14, 19 says, therefore, let us pursue the things which makes for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Wherever you go, you make peace. You don't stir up mess. You don't create issues. Some folk come in here, you say, here comes trouble. Number six, for for married couples, is there a growing love, respect, trust, unity, and kindness in your marriage? Or is there more hurt, pain, arguments, strife, pressure, and stress in your family? Let me just say it again because I know it was a lot. For, for married couples, is there a growing love relationship, a respect, a growing respect for one another? You're trusting each other more now than you've ever before. There, there's a heightened sense of unity and kindness in your marriage. Or is there more hurt, more pain? You argue more now than ever before. Everything's an issue. It's strife, confusion, pressure, and stress. Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. If you want to be forgiven, then you must forgive. 1 Peter 3.8 also says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Learn to say thank you. Learn to say to your husband and wife, I appreciate you. You learn to, learn to be nice to each other. Stop rolling your eyes at each other. Stop looking cross-eyed at each other. Stop walking around for three days and not speaking. Stop breathing hard lest you give yourself asthma. <laughs> be courteous. You, some of you, you just mean. You just, that's all it is to you. Just absolutely, you mean, 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 mean. And you killing yourself being mean. You see, the most common challenges in marriages, you may give me, let me give you the common challenges in marriage. The, the most common challenges in marriages are pride. Folk, you can't tell your husband what to do. He's going to do what he wants to do and mess up the whole family. The, the, the wife just run her mouth, won't listen to her husband, pride. Communication, one just do all the talking, and then when they get through talking, they walk out the room. They say a thousand words before the other person can get into. You know what, uh, uh, challenges in marriage, finances, one won't say, the other spend, 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 have nothing to show for it, make a lot of money, but broke. Financially broke, making money. Paycheck to paycheck. Some of you, the challenges in your marriage is selfishness. It's all about you. Others, it's a lack of trust. You just don't trust the spouse. Others of you, it's a lack of respect. Others of you, another challenge, challenge is sexual intimacy, which is the root of many, root cause of many marriages. It's, it's sexual intimacy. He says, is that in the Bible? Yes, it's in the Bible. You say, where? First Corinthians chapter seven, verses three through five. 
Write it down. You read it in your quiet time. I read it to you now. Now, some of y'all don't want to hear it, but I'm going to Everybody else talking about sex but the church. Hush, be quiet. Ooh, don't talk about that. Listen, your kids hearing everything. They hear more, they, they got more like, listen, they, they'll tell you, they, they'll teach you something. You sitting there scared to talk to them, they'll blow you away with their knowledge. You be saying, hush, child, I can't hear no more. Let me tell you what. Oh, God. Oh, it's so much. I'm back. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter seven, verses three through five. Now, some of y'all going to choke, but I'm going to read it. It's the Bible. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. And the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband. Now, if you don't want to do that, don't get married. You can't get married and say, this is my body. Don't touch me. Wait a minute. You, you, what, what you doing married if you say, don't touch you? Come on. Don't y'all say Amen. You husbands ought to be hollering out in here right now. Y'all quiet like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Let me just say this again, because I think some some of y'all haven't seen this in so long. Put your glasses on. You're right. Put your glasses on. What what lady put her glasses on? Yeah, put everything you got on. (laughs) The... (laughs) The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual, her husband needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree. Don't wait till the man touch you and then he said, you know, I'm fasting now. <laughs> what? You wait. You wait till I do all this prepping. deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited, this is not a three month thing, (laughs) time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterwards, you should come together again. For what? Sex. So that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, some of you wives are starving your husband sexually, and then you're getting upset because he's flirting and messing around. 
Now, he should never flirt and mess around even when he's been mistreated at home. He's never authorized to do that. But you do contribute to the problem. And the other side, their husband want to treat their wives any kind of way. Won't help, talk her down, ain't, ain't work, won't, won't, won't lift a hand to do absolutely nothing, can't find a man, won't bring his money home, won't say a nice word, won't pray with her, won't help the children, and then he's talking about give me some. <laughs> See, it's two sides to this thing. Now, now, why? Let me say something else too. Stop getting all these headaches <laughs> at that moment in time. Get some Tylenol, set it up there. <laughs> I'm sick. I got a headache. I got the flu. My back hurt. My, my finger hurt. I got something in my eye. (laughs) As we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and apply the word of God to the issues that need to be addressed in our families, we will see our marriages and family grow into likeness. Do y'all mind if I do two more, please? How many, do y'all have five more minutes for two more? Five, five more minutes for two more, I promise you. Five more minutes for two more, because because it'd be while before I can get back to this message. Let me give you, let me give you just two more, two more, two two more. You know, it, it, this, this this is like the Spurs uh, uh, in overtime. You know, <laughs> you know how this how you don't go nowhere when the Spurs are in overtime, but whoever whoever your team is, you don't go nowhere. You just say, oh man, I got okay. This is overtime now, and then then we'll give the invitation. Uh, do you pray? Kiss one another daily, hold hands, or do you say, just say hi and bye, acting more like roommates? Do you pray? Do you kiss one another daily? Do you hold hands? Do you lock arms? Uh, do, do you just say hi and, or do you say hi and bye and you act more like roommate? Songs of Solomon chapter one verse two says, Listen to this. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine. Solomon was a lover. He was a lover. He was wise, but he was a lover. Kiss me. Man, when you let me kiss your wife, you got to know you ought to kiss her. You ought to pray. You ought to hold her hand. You ought to kiss her. Matter of fact, y'all leave each other well kissed. Why are you not kissing? There are people who kiss dogs and won't kiss their spouse. All in the snouts are nasty, nasty. You leave your wife well kissed. You leave your husband well kissed. And nobody will run interference on your man and on your woman. Do I have a witness here? If if that's a husband and wife now, if you happen to be each other, if you're not a husband and wife, don't you kiss. If if you're not, why don't you just kiss each other right now? If you're a husband and wife. 
Just go on and do it right now. It can be a peck. You don't have to be, you don't have to be the real deal right now. Just that's right. Finally, but not the least. Do you spend quality time with each other? Do you spend quality time with each other? A sure sign of marital erosion is when you can enjoy being at work more than with your spouse. You enjoy being more with other people than being with your spouse. Everybody else come first. Your spouse just kind of, she's, or he's the add-on. Sons, uh, Sons, Sons of Solomon, Sons of Solomon chapter 7 verse 11 says, I love this. Come, my love. Let us go out to the fields and spend the night among the wildflowers. Now, they just not smelling the flowers. They they in the flowers. Uh huh. They in the you know the Bible is good. God gave me that by midnight last night. You see, the gift of time is the most precious gift you can give your spouse. Some of you spend more time with your best friend than your spouse. Your spouse should be your soulmate. Your spouse should be your best friend. Some of you, listen to this, some of you spend more time with your children. You're with your children, 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 and your husband is neglect, neglect, neglect. And you know what happens? The children eventually grow, grow up, and all you have then is your husband and wife, and then you look at each other saying, who are you? <laughs> you had better put the emphasis where it should be. More time with your children. Your whole life is wrapped around your children. Your whole life is wrapped around your parents. I'm going with mama, 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 mama this, mama that, mama, mama, mama. No, you leave and you leave mama and daddy and you go cleave to your husband. I'm not saying disrespect your parent and I'm not saying all of that. They ought to have a special place, but your mama ought, ought not be interfering with your marriage. That's right. If mama got sense, she'll back off and let you be married. Some of y'all got, you're closer to your siblings than you are your spouse. You, you're closer to everybody else but your spouse. I submit to you today, the Lord's word will help you make the necessary spiritual adjustments to get your family to the next level. I close. Did you pass the test? Did you make an A, a B, maybe a D plus? God is saying, make the necessary adjustments so I can do a new thing with you as a single person as a married couple to the glory of God and all God's children said Amen. Amen. And Father, we thank you for this word. I didn't get anywhere near the end and I didn't have to. It's really okay. You dictate the length of a message 
And so many needed to hear this. And if we just take and apply what we have, transformation will come to our homes, to our marriages, to our children. And Father, that's why we know that Satan keeps people from your church so that they can stay biblically illiterate because everything I preach today is actually in your word. Father, there's a husband who needs to step out and lead his family to the Lord. There's a mother, a wife needs to step out and lead the family to the Lord. There are children may, who may need to lead the parents in coming forth and say, I want to be at this church because I want to God, God's best for me. I want to be saved. I want to be sure. I want to grow. I want to lose sight of myself. I want you to mold me, Lord. Make me break my pride, my spirit, my anger, my, my, my anger, my arrogance, my meanness, my foolishness. Lord, restore what the locusts have eaten. Father, I need to be liberated from oppressive relationships. Father, set me free now. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said. As confessed believers in the only true and living God, we miss out on countless blessings due to our lack of faithfulness, obedience, and service. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Everything we need is at our disposal. When will we trust God enough to believe and depend on his word? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.